that's a growler. Welcome to Beauty and the Beastly Minute, the podcast where we break down and analyze Beauty and the Beast one dining room pacing minute at a time. I'm Bobby. And I'm Janae. And once again, we have with us Nate from A Goofy Movie Minute. Howdy. Howdy. Hi. <laughs> Are you saying it because you found out we're from Texas? <laughs> Isn't that the appropriate greeting for your culture? It is. <laughs> yep, that works. Or hey, y'all, that works too. Yeah. But uh, I would say howdy. I say howdy all the time. Not like I'm super country or anything, but I just say like say howdy to people. And my wife, whenever I say it to her, she's like, oh, I'm doing fine. And at first I was like, what are you talking about? And then I was like, oh, yeah, howdy. Like, how are you doing? How do you do? Um, oh, wow. Yeah. I, I say so, that all the time, too. I think it came from Toy Story. I'm yeah. Woody. Howdy, I'm Woody. Howdy, howdy, howdy. howdy, howdy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. I love it. Well, we're excited to have you back. Thank you. Excited to be here. I'm still jealous of, of a Goofy Movie Minute. It's it's so good. Um, Why are you jealous? Because I want to do all the movies, but I can't. You can't. <laughs> you guys have a favorite minute? You want to come on that one? Ooh. I'd have to rewatch it. I, I mean, I just... I love the song at the end. Eye to Eye? Yes. I listen to it all the time. <laughs> I listen to the Goofy Movie soundtrack on Spotify way too often. <laughs> yes. I like will just put it on him like, face to face and eye to eye are just fantastic songs i love them a lot <laughs> okay since you're doing the movie has anybody like expressed love for the lester's possum park song uh no. i love that song because <laughs> you love that song <laughs> yes that song that's is the awesome. minute bobby wants to go on <laughs> that's a good one lester's possum park <laughs> it's really weird it works in the context of the movie but when you hear it on the soundtrack it's so strange <laughs> it's so weird to hear that pa 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 <laughs> you hear like kids screaming actually i don't think that's on the soundtrack but <laughs> uh, i love it i have some friends well i have some acquaintances from arizona who did like a screen by screen live action music video of like one of the songs from that I after today it. yeah i think that's oh, it that's Wait, have you seen that yeah i've seen yeah, that I know a that. bunch of times <laughs> well i don't know the people who were in it but i know the people who made it wow yeah it's well made it has i should hook you up so that you can get them on your show for that oh my song. god i should have had them on during that song we already finished it but oh maybe, man i'm sure they just wow. love a goofy movie if they uh, yeah they do all that work they would probably love to come on. And they're total, like, technical guru geeks. So they would love to record, I'm sure. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I've watched that several times. It's, it's well done. Mm -hmm. It highlights the weirdness, you know, <laughs> the, the whole strangeness of the timing and just how people look. And yeah. Uh huh. Anyway, shall we talk about Beauty and the Beast now? <laughs> <laughs> if we must. If we must. All right. Today we are talking about Minute 32, which starts out with Beast yelling, Why isn't she here yet? And ends with Beast being overwhelmed with advice. <laughs> I love this minute. This is my favorite minute of the three minutes. Uh -huh. <laughs> I was going to say the whole movie? <laughs> it is yes. now. I've watched it so many times. The whole movie. 
I love where he he says, "What's taking her so long?" And I was like, "Dude, have you met girls?" No, no he you hasn't. haven't. Obviously, <laughs> but they're never on time. I mean, some of us are, but expect to wait. I like how you said some of us are, but they're never on time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I would say I'm probably always ready when my dates come to pick me up. So. <laughs> I consider myself in the generally always on time category of women. I don't know. I don't think I ever had to wait for a date to get ready. So, I guess that's Well, I just lucky. thought it was rude to make somebody wait. I mean, it's true. I guess I made somebody wait yeah. like 2 minutes before while I went to grab something or whatever, but I was pretty much always ready. It's saying that your time is more valuable than theirs. I'm really bad at getting ready for things on time, too, so. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on what it is. <laughs> yeah. But I just thought that was funny. That was my thought, where my thoughts went. I was like, huh. His immediate so outrage. How long do you think it's been since he told Cogsworth to go down there? Mm. He's just, he's got a temper. Well, he's been <laughs> pacing, so I guess, I feel like he must have been waiting for at least a little while, because... I assume that he didn't start out pacing and then he started pacing and he looks like he's been pacing for a while. And uh, Mrs. Potts and Lumiere are looking kind of concerned. So it's probably been a little while. I mean, she's, she's not coming. So it's not like she has a time limit on, Oh, I'm really late. She's like, Hey, I'm not going. I don't care what he's doing. <laughs> well, how long do you think Cogsworth and uh, the wardrobe sat there and tried to convince her to come? Mm, that's a good question. Because maybe that's what was taking him so long before he came back. He was like, are you kidding me? I can't go back and tell him that you're not coming. <laughs> I'm mad. dead meat if you do that. So he probably spent quite a while trying to convince her, I feel like. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the first note that I have on this minute is after Lumiere is like, hey, have you considered that she might be the one? And the Beast is like, of course I have. And like the exasperation in that outburst is kind of like, stop treating me like a child. Yes, I'm not. I mean, I think he says I'm not a fool, but I think he's getting a little tired of people telling him what to do all the time and acting like he doesn't understand anything. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't blame him. I was thinking, you know, it's kind of really annoying when someone is constantly assuming that you haven't thought of the most obvious solutions to your problems and you're just like talking to them and you're trying to hash through things or just express what you're feeling about the situation and they're like, well, have you thought about this? Yes, I've thought about that. Have you thought about this? Yes, I have thought about that too. <laughs> so, I mean, they're constantly doing that to him. So I kind of get him in this minute <laughs> in regards to that. <laughs> like a lady showed up and then they're kind of like, hey, you know what I was thinking? <laughs> because it's a lady is that, uh, do you remember that curse that happened? <laughs> It seemed like a lady could have been part of... I've just just spitballing here. Yeah. But maybe we could not be uh, furniture and tools and stuff forever. (laughs) So I have a big problem with this, though. Well, not a big problem. But don't you think it would be better narratively if if he... Even though we just said it would be so dumb if he didn't know that. Wouldn't it be better if he wasn't thinking about that already? Because it just seems a lot less pure to take a prisoner when you're already open to the idea of making them fall in love with you. Yeah. It'd be better if he was just like, gave up. Yeah, that's one of the things that I've always had like an issue with this storyline is that, okay, they know that this is like their only chance. So it kind of has to happen. So there's not, 
I, I don't know. I don't feel like there's as much of a choice for Beast. It's like, okay, here's a girl. Mm-hmm. You're lucky that she's awesome and beautiful. But <laughs> if it had been a different girl, then that that's the girl. Because there's only one that shows up in this castle and you don't have a lot of time left. Yeah. And she is only going to see one person for the rest of her life. So <laughs> kind of the same deal over there. Yeah. Yeah. If you can't be with the one you love, be with the one that's imprisoning you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, he is making efforts. I mean, he could have left her in the dungeon that's a tower, but he didn't. He is trying to make her feel a little bit more like it's her home. He's Yeah. He's trying. And she's the one who came up with the idea to take her father's place. That's true. It was not his idea. And he, like, had to stop and had the realization that she could possibly break the spell after she offered to stay in his stead. So, it's not like the Beast was just, oh, you can break the spell, I'm going to keep you, and I'll let your dad go. No, it was her idea to trade places with her dad. That's true. That's the only reason why it's acceptable, I suppose. Yeah. I like when Lumiere is trying to explain how falling in love works. He like puts out his candles and then like lights them like you fall in love with her and she falls in love with you and his flames light up. And uh, it's like, yes, that's kind of how love works. But then he's also like, well, the spell will be broken by midnight. And uh, he's like, maybe, maybe you don't understand how love works. And Mrs. Potts is just like, I don't think you understand. I don't think this means what you think it means. It's Disney, not Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> so she says, like, these things take time. And he's like, well, the, the rose is already beginning to wilt. And it's like, okay, well, this rose, we know it's magical. And for the last 10 years, it hasn't been wilting. And then it's starting to wilt now. So he's freaking out and needs this to happen tonight. Like, if you kind of, like, do the calculations on it, okay, for 10 years, it was okay. And it's just starting to wilt. He, they could have, like, months. They could have years before it finishes wilting. For all that they know, but I guess well, they know I, when his birthday is, isn't it? I supposed to true. completely die on his birthday. Happy birthday! <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of his birthday, um, something that my wife Carrie pointed out is that I always—I don't know if this came across, but I always thought that he was like turned, like he was twenty-one, um, but he's turning twenty-one, which means that he is, or it's his twenty-first birthday. So he's in his 20th year now. Uh-huh. So he was 10 when the curse started. Not, not 11. 11. Tricky birthdays. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. So back to Lumiere. Why doesn't he melt? <laughs> uh, well, part of the curse? Later. I don't know. Oh, it's maybe it's the not aging. Well, then oh. how does he make fire out of nothing? Magic? How does uh, chips fit? Soapy water through his mouth. I don't know. That's why I'm wondering. <laughs> we don't know. Uh, it's cool. It's a cool power, though. That is pretty cool power. I love fire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Definitely, if I had a superpower, I mean, I'm getting kind of into the X Men thoughts here. But if I had a superpower, my first choice would be to be a Magneto because that's awesome. And you can fly and control metal and do, like, awesome things. And then second choice would be fire. Have you watched um, the new The Flash TV show? Flash. Yes. With the guy who, like, completely becomes, like, a flaming man. 
the flame the that is that combines what it's with the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. That show was really not cheesy. so ideal to combine with another guy, but yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um... Anyway. <laughs> we digress. <laughs> Indeed. So then he says, "She's so beautiful, and I'm well. Look at me." Yeah. And what I was thinking is, there are so many worse things to be turned into than this beast. Because at least it's a mammal. Wouldn't it be so much harder for him to get someone to fall in love with him if he were an armoire? <laughs> or, a, <laughs> or like an end table? A fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think just being in the mammal realm makes it... Because, you know, he's he looks scary, but he's it's like, oh, yeah, I like dogs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he can be like a big cuddly bear type thing, you know, when he... Yeah. When he wants to be so that's a good point he does have some pretty cute faces when he starts getting bombarded by um <laughs> all the advice he has some of the funniest faces that are just really cute and endearing yeah well i thought it was really interesting that they they went through so many iterations or not iterations but so many different you know ideas when they were sketching out what the beast would look like i believe they said that the guy that was coming up with like the the ideas of what the beast could look like had like fish beings and lizard people and lots of like insects type mixtures and just came up with like really really weird different kinds of beasts and they're like, um, yeah, most of those, not so much. Because, yeah, that would be weird. Fish, fish centipede thing. Ew. I just feel really bad for him here because he has such major self-esteem problems that he can't even say what he thinks about himself. All he says mm. is, well, look at me. Because he can't even admit out loud how horrific he feels he looks and that just makes me so sad for him well and when he says that lumiere kind of looks at mrs potts and she looks at him and lumiere just like shrugs it's like what do i say to that yeah look at him (laughs) (laughs) he's right (laughs) i just feel bad because they don't know how to help him i think they want to help him but they don't know how yeah because they they could play up the comedy more in that moment or a lot of moments in this scene where if it were a modern movie they could put in some musical things or some more exaggerated Mm. responses and but it wouldn't be it wouldn't be as classy of a movie well and it wouldn't have the the emotion because that's one thing that i do really love about beauty and the beast is it's not there is comedy in there and there's songs and there's all this great stuff but at the heart there is heart and there's message and it's not just a silly movie, you know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I think Mrs. Potts has really good advice though, because her response is help her to see past all of that. And I think that's what we have to do in real relationships too, right? We have, we're not always these perfect people that we appear to be on facebook and instagram and so in real relationships you have to help people to see past the negative parts of yourself as well as allow them to fall in love with the good parts of yourself so i thought that was really good advice and then beast is like i don't know how to do that and so (laughs) (laughs) mrs potts kicks into gear and she's like, well, let's just fix that. We're going to tell you exactly what to do. And I like wrote down the whole list of literally every single thing they tell him to do. Me too. It's so funny. It's good advice for life. I'm going to put it up on the bulletin board. Yeah. 
Especially don't frighten the poor girl. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Make yourself more presentable. Uh. The thing that kicks off like her whole tirade is that he like gets like all super whiny, like a little child. He's like, "Uh, I don't know how. My daughter says that all the time. It's like, okay, (laughs) go to the bathroom. Uh, I don't know how. It's like, I know (laughs) you know how to do this. No, put on your pants, put on your shoes, whatever. And, you know, that's what he's saying. It's like, "Uh, I don't know how. And she's like, okay angry face jump you know <laughs> what to her is like five stories down onto a pillow <laughs> and uh, and then she bounces right back up off of that onto the table <laughs> i didn't notice that it's like down up yeah that's wow. a springy pillow just yeah. saying <laughs> a lot of bounce in it <sighs> looks like beast is kind of surprised at that <laughs> i think he's just surprised at the way she's talking to him do you think they're talking back to him more now that because the the end is potentially near before they were more submissive. I definitely think so. Like, that's one of the things that I thought of is that they are getting kind of frustrated with him because this is the last chance. And he might be stuck as a beast, but they're going to be stuck as objects. And so they're like, okay, you know, you're the king or whatever, but uh, don't screw this up. He's not the king, remember? He's a prince. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we found out who Beast was if you... You weren't here to hear that. And he is a prince. Uh, I don't know if I want to go through the whole tirade again. No, we're not going to do that. (laughs) You'll have to listen to the previous episodes to find out. Yeah, no. But I love this list. What does rapier mean? His rapier wit? Yeah. So a rapier is a French sword, like a Three Musketeers type of sword. They all use rapiers. wit, basically? Yes. Yeah, so it's saying it is a very cutting sword you it's very quick and cuts and you're kind of uh supposed to cut people to death with it and then you know run them through um so yeah they're saying you're really sharp and cutting wit does he have that kind of wit hopefully <laughs> <laughs> well, in in this is back that what and you forth, guys do to impress your ladies it never works out <laughs> <laughs> but in this back and forth i feel like mrs potts is giving him really good advice and Lumiere's just kind of like making stuff up that kind of sounds good, but might not actually be great advice. Well, I don't know. Smile. That's pretty good advice. Yeah, let's see that smile. <laughs> but but then he does smile and it's scary. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he didn't say specifically his... I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> he also said... Okay, he had the one about the rapier wit. He had the one about showering her with compliments. <laughs> I think those were mainly his. I think all the rest were Mrs. Potts. The last time I watched this minute, I had my headphones on. And, you know, during this part, it's kind of like they're both giving advice into him for different directions. And and the way that the audio track goes, there are different voices start coming out of just the left and the right, which they weren't doing before. So it's kind of going right into your ears like it's the devil and the angel or something like that. (laughs) But it was really weird because you wouldn't notice that in a theater. Or maybe you would. I don't know. That's funny. Yeah, and I noticed that as well when I was listening to it. I was like, oh, they have like the stereo thing going on because you're kind of where the beast is and you have one on each side of you. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Good sound engineering. Uh (laughs) And I like that uh, when she, she tells him to straighten up and at this point, in who he is as a beast slash man straightening up to him doesn't mean like standing up and being straight up 
it's just like on all fours straight like a like a dog at attention or something uh-huh yeah and then we have another word that i never knew what it meant as a child and uh the the debonair smile i was like oh, okay yeah. whatever that means so if you don't know what that means it's courteous gracious and having sophisticated charm <laughs> I love that Lumieres are all these, like, fancy kind of things to do to impress her. Kind of more superficial things, in a way. But Mrs. Potts is, like you said, kind of the better, more, like, real and realistic things that would get to a woman's heart rather than all the big, fancy, impressive stuff. Well, and that makes sense, too. Not just because she is a woman, but just from what we know of them, she is a Mrs., which means that Mm -hmm. she was married and Lumiere is not and like what does he understand of love he's a from player. what we can tell yeah he's just a player <laughs> so he's giving the advice that he would give himself right. which is to do all these flashy impressive things but not necessarily build a deep relationship right yeah he's reading out of the pickup artist and she's reading out of uh i don't know men are from mars women are from Venus. <laughs> <laughs> the love languages <laughs> oh yeah that's funny <laughs> And more modern. (laughs) Well, I think the last thing I have for this minute is, um, you know, at the end, he just, he goes from being like, yeah, yeah, I can do this. Okay. And he's trying to take in everything and he just keeps getting more and more frustrated. So like you just watch his face towards the end of this minute, the progression of it from accepting what they're saying to confused to like angry and overload. And I just love his expressions. They did an awesome job making him expressive. I can totally relate to that. I just started a new job a couple weeks ago, and it is so hard to process a huge amount of information all at one time. I like how his his face changes every time he gets a piece. (laughs) So it's like, it's (laughs) contrasting back and back and forth. Yeah. Because this is the first time he's really putting in effort, it would be so awesome if they would do a getting dressed montage (laughs) to impress her. But he's just going to wear the cape and and ripped pants again. (laughs) Well, you know, baby steps. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think he would have worn that if he were a person? Just wear a red cape over and and some pants running around the castle by himself? (laughs) It's a little off-putting. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely... I mean, he'd be a lot colder without the fur. That's true. So I think that would be a a big part of it. (laughs) He's too hot. That's why he has to... That's where he just wears the cape and good, good ventilation. Yeah. Are <laughs> capes supposed to keep you warm? I don't uh, know what, is that what they're for? I mean, why do you wear a flying. cape besides to like look fancy? They're not for flying. Edna Mode says that you don't wear capes if you're a superhero. No capes. No capes. Yes, that's true. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I think sometimes they need the cape to fly. I'm not sure that. Like <laughs> Superman? I guess he could have flown anyway. Right? Well, in the... In the newer Batman, I mean, his his cape has, like, those electro-sensitive things that, like, stiffened it up to make it kind of like a glider type of thing. Batman's cape? Yeah. yeah. Plus well, that's because warm. he's not a superhero. He has to have help. He is a superhero. He doesn't have superpowers. Okay, well, that's what I meant. You knew what I meant. Okay, he, <laughs> he's not... He doesn't have superpowers. So, to fly, he can't do it on his own. It's all about the choices you make every day. We can all be superheroes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And on that note. (laughs) (laughs) Well, wrap this up. So thank you, everyone, for listening today. We have really enjoyed talking about Minute 32. 
And we've enjoyed having Nathan from the Goofy Movie Minute here with us today. And if you would like to get a hold of him, what's the best way for them to do that, Nathan? Oh, the best thing would just be to listen to a Goofy Movie Minute by finding it in your iTunes or Stitcher and then listening to it. Because then in the in the podcast, we say the other things. But you could also follow Perfect. us on Instagram if you want to see some pictures from a Goofy Movie. Perfect. And if you would like to get in touch with us, we're on Facebook at Beastly Minute, as well as on Twitter. And you can find us at growlermedia.com as well. If you'd like to get in contact with Bobby or myself, you can email us. Bobby's email is on growlermedia.com. I don't know what it's called, but you can find it there. And mine is janae.hyatt at gmail.com. So we also want to thank... Uh, duo Hansen for our awesome intro and outro music. They are fantastic and incredibly talented music duo. And if you get a chance, we encourage you to go listen to them on YouTube and check out their other videos of songs that they've done. So, of course I have. I'm no fool. Shower her with compliments. Give her a dashing debonair smile. But don't frighten the poor girl. Let's just do all the all the <laughs> lines from that scene again, and we'll pick the best one later. It's Disney, not Tinder. If you can't be with the one you love, be with the one that's imprisoning you. I'm keeping your bones.